Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome everybody to Faith School again, the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers, which God's good plan doesn't include us being defeated, defeated, defeated. His plan is victory, victory, victory. He always causes us to triumph in Christ. Let's release faith again today. Ask the Lord, give us this day our daily bread, feeding our faith just what it needs. Father, we ask you, all of us agree together here and all over the world, we ask you for utterance, anointing, direction, and answer. Open our eyes, quicken our minds and spirits, and help us to see what real faith is, what pleasing you is, what walking in the life that you've ordained is. Help us to see and understand these examples that you've held up for us to consider and to esteem. We thank you for showing it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn please again in our great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. We've been studying a series we're calling By Faith, the great 11th chapter of Hebrews. It actually begins in the 10th chapter, verse 38, where it says, Now the just shall live by faith. Is that how you live? (laughs) But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. We don't want the Lord to have no pleasure in what we're doing. We want him to be pleased with what we're doing. Faith pleases him. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Then he says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He said, by faith Abel offered a sacrifice. By faith Enoch walked with God. By faith Noah prepared the ark. By faith Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. And we've arrived in our study to verse 11 where it says through faith or by faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, verse 12 says, there sprang there even of one and him as good as dead as many as the stars of the sky in multitude and the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. And uh, this is not an exaggeration because you and I actually are part of this big crowd. (laughs) We are the seed of Abraham now by faith in Jesus Christ. Go with me back to Genesis again and let's look more about Abraham and especially Sarah in this. In Genesis 15, we got to in our previous lesson, seeing how God gives light progressively. And he he doesn't tell you the whole thing, but he gives you a part of it. He gives you a seed. He gives you some light. And he wants to see you trust him and obey him and walk in it. Then he gives you more. Then he gives you more. And you'll find that as you walk with him, and this is over a period of years, as you walk with him year after year and decade after decade, things he spoke to you about back years ago, he gives you more light and your faith goes from general to specific. 
It goes from a broad, you're believing in a general sense for something. It gets more and more specific as you get closer to it. And then the exact perfect will of God <laughs> manifests in your life that you've been believing for. But you might have, not might, you, you do start out believing in a broad, broader sense. Uh, we see that God revealed to Abraham when he told him to leave his home. He and Sarah left. He said, I will make of you a great nation, and to your seed I'll give this land. We have to watch about, you need to kind of rewind the tape and put yourself in his shoes here. We don't see the details that would allow Sarah to believe for this miraculous change yet. Do you see this? Because the Lord hadn't said this yet. Then, in the 13th chapter, he tells, there's further light. He says, your seed is going to be like the dust of the earth. So, not just are you going to have offspring, you're going to have descendants. There are going to be multitudes of them, many, many of them. But still, Sarah doesn't have the light to believe for what we're reading about in Hebrews 11 yet. Then, in uh, the 15th chapter... Uh, we, we, we read that when uh, Abram, uh, excuse me, the Lord appeared to Abraham in a vision. He told him, I'm your shield and your great reward in verse 1. And Abraham said, uh, think, talking about reward, and that matches, you know, that God's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's saying, what else are you going to give me? Because he had everything. He's rich. He's got so many cows. He don't know what to do with them. And, Sheep and goats and silver and gold and, and money and, and, and the most beautiful wife in three countries. And he's got everything but a seed, a descendant, an offspring. And God told him he's given him offspring years and years ago, but still no offspring. And he says, what you going to give me? Who am I going to leave it to? I got no kid. I got no child. He said, I'm childless. Um, you begin to see why the Lord had to change his name later. <laughs> He's wanting to call himself childless, and God's wanting to call him father of many nations. <laughs> now, the reason we're talking about this is because both Abraham and Sarah went through what we might call low points where they are very much moved by what's not happening and by how long it's been. And wanting to say and do things that's not the plan of God. You know, see, and I go childless. And this guy that, you know, my, my staff, he's the one who's going to inherit everything I've got. And he says it again in verse 3, you have given me no seed. You told me he was. <laughs> but but I have, I, I've, all these years, I'm just getting older every day. I'm sure he's thinking if I, maybe I'm already too old to father a child. How much longer can I wait? Have you ever felt the pressure of passing time? Hmm? And circumstances that disagree with what God told you, and it just keeps going. Time tries trust, but strong faith persists, and through faith and patience, You'll inherit the promises. And uh, verse 4, 
the word of the Lord came to him, Genesis 15, 4. He said, this shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look in the heaven, tell the stars, if you're able to number them, so shall your seed be. Now here is more light, right? Here's more light. It is coming through you. You will father a child of your own. And he's going to turn into so many descendants, you can't count them. Look at the stars. And, and verse 6, Abraham looking up in the night sky, which I believe God caused to be an exceptionally clear night that night. <laughs> he's seeing, you know, to even think you might have a remote possibility of counting them, which you didn't. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you see more light? Light. You, you, a great nation will come of you. You'll have a seed. You'll have a lot of seed. It will come through you. <laughs> and there will be multitudes of them. Sarah still doesn't have what she needs to believe that, because the Lord didn't specifically say it would come through her. Right? We know it is going to come specifically, physically through Abraham. He can believe that. Sarah can believe that. But she's getting older too. Right? Couldn't conceive when she was 20. Now, skip on down. This is the 15th chapter. In the uh, 17th chapter, they're getting closer to it. And God changes their names. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see what I'm talking about, about the progression? The, the, the path gets brighter and brighter. He'll sow something in you. Then he'll tell you more of it. Then he'll tell you more of it. Then he'll tell you, okay, quit calling it this, start calling it this. Can you see this? And you're, you're going from here to here. Praise God until you pinpoint the perfect will of God. And it happens. It comes to pass in your life. 17, Genesis 17, 1, when Abram was 90 years old and nine. <laughs> so it's been uh, 25 years since God told him that first part. Somebody say 25 years. Because he was 75 when he left uh, Haran. And so now he's almost 100, 24, 25 years. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am almighty God. That ought to let you know he can do anything. Is that right? If he says he can do it, believe him. Walk before me and be thou perfect. That means complete, all in, wholehearted. I'll make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenants with you, you shall be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name be any more Abram, which means exalted or high father, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. For a father of many nations have I made you. I'll make you exceeding fruitful. I'll make nations of you and kings shall come out of you. Once he hears it, he can believe it. Right? You can't believe God to do what you didn't hear him tell you he'd do for you.
through his word, by his spirit. It's not just faith in faith principles. It's faith in the person of God. And here, Sarah gets something that she hadn't had for 25 years. Oh, somebody say, praise God. Praise God. So we know Sarah is 90. She's just 10 years younger than Abraham. So he's pushing 100. She's pushing 90. 90. 90. (laughs) And God said to Abraham, verse 15, as for Sarahi, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarahi, which means princess, but Sarah, which means noble woman, and it also, it, it, it implies motherhood, shall her name be, and I will bless her and give you a son also of her. She's never heard this before. Oh, glory. She, she wanted it to be so. She assumed it to be so. Tried to believe for it to be so. But that was 25 years ago. Hmm? But here, the Lord's saying, the son is coming, not just through you, Abram. Coming through her. Coming through her. I will bless her. She shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And Abram said, (laughs) what? Huh? Huh? You got to be joking. He laughed. He laughed at what? He thought it was too hard. He thought it was too big. Sarah can't conceive. They've been trying to have a child for decades. She's 90 now. He says, oh, that Ishmael would live before you. You know, we got Ishmael. (laughs) Bless him. (laughs) And the Lord said, I am going to bless him. But verse 19 He said, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son indeed, and you'll call his name Isaac, name the boy, before he's conceived. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. Oh, somebody say glory to God. God changed Abraham's name. He changed Sarahi's name. And Right after this, it said, and God left from talking to Abraham. Well, he just laughed at him. He just laughed in his face when he told him this. And God said, "Uh, we're done talking today. And he left. Until they show up on, what was it? They call it the Plains of Mamre where they they were living there. And... uh, The 18th chapter, everybody say progressive, progressive, more light. The 18th chapter, Jehovah appeared to him among the oaks of Mamre. This is verse 1. Abram sitting in the tent in the heat of the day. And uh, he knew these are not ordinary people. Abraham just knew it when he saw them. He thought, who who is this? Because I think for one thing, he's looking out there and there's nothing out there. And all at once he looks and they're there close. He's thinking, huh? Where did these guys come from? Then he, he gets up and the closer he looks, he knows God. He, he knows this, these are not ordinary people. 
And so he runs out to them. Now, one thing I noticed reading about this, more than once it said he ran. He's 99. That's pretty good. Running. He runs out there. He goes, uh, you have come by my tent so I can uh, give you some hospitality and feed you. Come in. Let me feed you and, and take a little time. And they said, that'd be fine. And so these three men who are not ordinary men, they're angels and the angel of the Lord himself. They come and are sitting in Abraham's tent. And he runs back, runs, and, and gets to Sarah and says, Sarah, uh, get some flour, get some meal, make some fresh cakes, and, and let's get this meal ready real quick. And, and then he personally runs out to the herd, picks out a calf, and tells the man, I want you to notice he's rich, he's old, he's personally involved in the most important things for God. Can you see that? Sarah has got how much staff that works for her and helps her, but Abraham wants her to oversee the baking of the bread. And she's doing it. And he's overseeing the selection of what beef they're eating and what they're doing. Again, we talked about this earlier, honor. Can you see the honor here? Even though they're in charge, they got so many people under them. And, and you know, by the time you get 99, you tend not to do a lot of stuff yourself, especially if you got a bunch of help. But he said, oh, no, no, these are special, special guests today. And so he runs out personally. He gets her going on it. She's personally taking care of it. They put together as quick as they could the best meal they could do. And they said it before them. And they ate it. Apparently they weren't vegetarians. <laughs> they ate it. And then uh, verse 9 um, the angel says, where's Sarah, your wife? Of course, now you got to remember, her name has changed. Not Sarahi, Sarah. And uh, Abraham said, she, she's in the tent. He said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Oh, my. Can you put faith on this? Can you believe can she now believe to have a child herself? This is the word of the Lord. It's specific. Not just Abraham's going to have a seed. It's Abraham and Sarah's baby. That Sarah is going to conceive and carry. We know what happened to Abraham when God told him it was going to be Sarah. He laughed right out loud. And what did Sarah do when she heard this? She, uh, she heard it. He said, I, I will certainly return uh, around the time of life, basically, you know, nine months from now. Uh, you're going to see this. Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. So apparently she's listening in on the conversation back here. <laughs> now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Not only was she sterile, when she was a young woman, but she's gone through menopause, the change of life. Well, she's 90 years old. Verse 12, therefore Sarah, what? Laughed. <laughs> she laughed. Now notice this, within herself. So she's not being disruptive. She didn't even make noise. 
She did this within herself. Did you know what we say in our hearts? We say. God sees it. He knows it. He hears it. So she, 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 she might have did something with her head, you know, but she didn't make any noise. She's laughing in her heart. And she's saying, as old as I am, me and my Lord being old. This is where First Peter gets that about her calling him Lord. And this is significant because she didn't do this outwardly as a show off of how respectful I am of my husband. She did this in her heart. Can you see this? Silently. This is how she really feels about him. My Lord also being old. So there's no sound from back in the tent. But Sarah is laughing inside. How many of you can be laughing inside and not making any noise on that? Thinking, what? What? She, she had given up on her dream. She tried to make the prophecy come to pass through Hagar. That bitter. And she's 90. By the time that much time passes, people oftentimes give up on their dreams. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? The young said, saying, is it really true? Is anything too hard for the Lord? One translation says, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. It's pretty strong. How many of you must have been quiet around there? <laughs> and then Sarah spoke up and said, I didn't laugh. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, you did laugh. <laughs> you did laugh. What do we see? Both Abraham and Sarah, after years of believing God in this area, time had passed. Well, you and I have heard about this happening because of the Bible. They had never heard of anything like this happening. No, never. And so by the time he's 100 years old and she's 90, they're thinking how much longer it's going to be that they're even on the earth. Not we're about to have a child, a baby. And so when God told Abram, it's going to come through Sarah, he laughs right out loud. <laughs> At least she laughs silently. Right? <laughs> he laughs. And God said, it's going to happen through Sarah. He leaves talking. Then they show up at their house, at their tent. And he said, where's Sarah? He said, she's right back there. He said, well, about this time next year, Sarah's going to have a baby boy, Isaac. Sarah said, what? She laughs. But even though you start off with being incredulous. You start off being skeptical. You start off doubting. Something changed because we know when it ended up, she judged God faithful. Right? She didn't just judge it funny. What do you think happened after, you know, when, when the men left, Abraham walked with them and they went over there, looked over the cliff and talked about Sodom and Gomorrah and 
Abraham pled his case. But what happened with Sarah back in the tent for the next few days and the next few? She had plenty of time to think about the Lord saying, why did Sarah laugh? So at some point she's thinking, why did I laugh? The Lord is the Lord. Nothing is too hard for him. Because that's what he said. See, they had maybe never heard that before, but he just got through saying it that day at the tent. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And she's saying, no, nothing. Can you see this? This decision. Maybe you started off rocky. You started off shaky. But you get to the place where you think, no, no. God is well able to do this. Why am I asking questions like this? Why am I waving around acting like this? I call God faithful. Oh, somebody say, praise God. I call God faithful. And obviously within the next month or so, she conceived. Carried a baby. Nine months. Gave birth. Nursed the baby herself. At 91 years old. They had a big feast. I reckon so. They had a big party. And they named him Laughter. They started off laughing in unbelief. But they got it fixed. And they got fully persuaded in their hearts. And they counted God faithful. And they wound up and before the year was out. Laughing in joy. At a miracle that hardly anybody could believe. I mean the word, this had to go all over the country right? How far did this go? We're still talking about it today. 4,000 years later. Sarah herself. Hallelujah. Received strength and conceived seed, and had the promised child. Can you get a promise too? Can you get a blessing too? Hallelujah. Say it out loud. God, I judge you faithful. I trust you. Hallelujah. Well, that's it again for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Well, guys, we've really enjoyed being with you in Faith School again this week. to me, it's so real how the utterance is coming. The Lord is helping us so much. I trust you're being ministered to. Uh, the reason we can bring these broadcasts and all of the ministry uh, of Faith Life and More Life Ministries is because of the partnership of people that support the ministry. And we can send uh, these broadcasts and other materials all over the world at no charge. You know, the scripture said, who goes to warfare at his own charges? Uh, when you're in the military, you don't have to pay for your own food. Uh, you know, Uncle Sam in the U.S. is paying for it. Well, in the kingdom of God, uh, the Lord is the one who provides, but he does it through his people. If you'd like to become a partner with the ministry, there's information on your screen there. And um, becoming a part means you share in the grace, in the anointings, in the rewards, in the benefits. If you uh, benefited from the word and you want to send it to somebody else, then uh, check on the information or contact the, the ministry and we will agree with you for an abundant return on every good seed that you've sown. We'll see you again next time in Faith School. We're going up from faith to faith, from glory to glory, being changed into his likeness and image by the Spirit of the Lord.